Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. Alrighty then. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. So where are we at with Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter, suspending the accounts of uh, a lot of crazy left-wing super liberal accounts last night? Keith Olbermann, this guy named Aaron Rupar. Some writers for the New York Times and CNN Hammer uh, spending them all for for sharing Elon's plane tracking info. There's an account. There was like a sort of a bot account that this teenager developed that showed exactly when and where Elon Musk was taking off and landing in his private jet in real time. In real time. I mean, that data is kind of out there if you know how to do it. And this guy developed a bot to uh, automatically tweet out when he was traveling. And uh, finally, I don't know, it was a stalker incident with Elon's little uh, kid that kind of put him over the top, and people were linking to this, and he took them all out. So let's go back a little bit to November 6th, right? Before any of this happened, Elon Musk addressed that Twitter account that was tracking his plane. This is from Elon's Twitter account. Quote, my commitment to free speech extends even to not banning the account following my plane, even though that is a direct personal safety risk. So now, yeah. fast forward to just a couple of days ago, December 14th, from Elon Musk, quote, Last night, a car carrying Lil X, which is his son, in Los Angeles was followed by a crazy stalker thinking that it was me, who later blocked the car from moving and climbed onto the hood. So it's because of that last incident, Elon Musk changed the policy, which he can do as the owner of Twitter, to say you can't dox anybody. Doxing is when you tell somebody's whereabouts in real time, where they live, what their address is, mm-hmm. you know, if their plane has just landed. And these people, Oberman, Rupar, some of these other Uber leftists, they were linking to that account. Yeah, and it's it's funny because now uh, this is making major news headlines across the country. Here's one from NBC News. Musk, uh, Musk's suspension of journalists could embolden authoritarians, free speech experts warn. It's like everybody's worried about censorship and free speech now. But when it was scientists and doctors like Peter McCullough or Dr. Atlas or journalists, journalists like Alex Berenson that were getting banned off the platform... Nobody said anything about it. And none of these people were suspended last night for a differing political opinion. They didn't have a political opinion. It was a violation of the rule, which is you can't dox anybody. Now, the new rule has only been in place for a couple of days. So these accounts haven't been permanently kicked off like Trump's was. It's a suspension. And I think Elon Musk is going to weigh out when to bring them back. It's so funny. I mean, it's all over the place. It's headlines all over the place now. With, And I don't get it because the past couple of weeks, 
We've seen zero coverage of the Twitter email dump, those internal documents proving that the left-wingers that were running the uh, running that insane asylum were uh, working with federal government officials and, uh, you know, censoring extensively right-wing ideas. Uh, they covered these, you know, huge revelations of big tech and government censorship and colluding with each other. Not, I mean, no headlines anywhere. No reports in the New York Times, nothing from a ABC, NBC, CBS. But now all of a sudden, a few liberal writers who love censorship, who loved that that doctors and scientists like, uh, you know, Scott Atlas or Peter McCullough got banned off that account. They loved that fact. They loved it. Now when it's happening to them, it's a different story. So last night after this all went down, Elon Musk jumped on a thing called Twitter Spaces, which is, I guess, Twitter's version of like a Zoom call where you can get a lot of different users on there. A person controls who's speaking yeah. and et cetera. So Elon Musk jumped on. There's a bunch of journalists there. And he basically let the journalists know it doesn't matter if you're a reporter or not. The rules apply to everyone. Uh, yeah. Um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been doxing uh, would agree, you know, uh, showing real-time uh, information about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate, and I think everyone on this call would not like that to be done put to them. And and there is not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists, and and regular people. Everyone's going to be treated the same. They're not special because you're a journalist. You're just you're just you're, you're a Twitter you're just you're a citizen. Um, so. Uh, no special treatment. Um, you dox, you dox, you get suspended. End of story. Um, or, or trying to be clever about it, like, oh, I posted a link to the real-time information. It's obviously, uh, that is obviously simply trying to evade the, the, the meaning. That is, there's no different from than, paste, than actually showing real-time information. Good. Screw them. Like, seriously, screw these guys, these accounts, Olbermann and the like, that... Uh, were actively uh, championing censorship and suppression of free speech. But when it happens to them, now all of a sudden we're supposed to be concerned about it. And the headlines in NBC say the suspension of journalists could embolden authoritarians and free speech experts. And this isn't about free yeah. speech. Oberman yeah. didn't get kicked off of Twitter for anything that he said. He's been a lunatic ever since he's been into politics. There was nothing that he said that kicked him off. Same thing with Aaron Rupar and these other writers. It's sharing the real-time tracking information of Elon Musk. If they didn't do that, or, they'd still be on there talking about how horrible Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis is right now. And Elon Musk. Right. So this is not a, I don't believe, a hypocritical thing from Elon Musk. This isn't him saying, I'm censoring your speech. No, the rules were in place. Just don't dox anybody. Say what you want, but don't dox anybody. By the way, if you don't like it, maybe you could just go build your own social media platform. Right. Remember that? I'm old enough to remember when uh, giant corporations and left-wing media outlets were saying, look, uh, th this is a private company. They can do what they want. They can suspend who they want. They can shadow ban who they want. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's a private company. Maybe you should go start your own social media platform. And then conservatives did with Parler, and they still got the shaft because <laughs> big tech worked with the... 
places where they yeah. store all the information. The servers, yeah. The servers, and it had to go away. So last night... It was DEFCON 1 on CNN. The same people who were standing up and clapping like seals when Alex Berenson was kicked off are now crying into their, you know, bowl of Cheerios. This is Oliver Darcy. Now, he's the new media guy. He's the new thumb. Because Brian Stelter, the thumb, yeah. got the axe. Oliver Darcy is the new thumb. I think this raises a big question about what the free press, what the future of the free press on Twitter looks like. You know, are news organizations going to stand by as the reporters are just, you know, hastily banned without explanation? Uh, CNN is saying it's going to reevaluate its relationship with Twitter based on the response it gets. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. I bet he just sent shivers down Elon Musk's <laughs> spine. CNN's going to reevaluate the relationship. I better do something. Well, you know what, CNN? How about you start your own oh. digital platform? Oh, wait. You did with CNN Plus, <laughs> and it was a dumpster fire. You gave money to lunatics like Rex Chapman, and that piece of crap never got off the ground. <laughs> I mean, literally within weeks, it was done. Done. They, they yanked it. So all of this lunacy going on here, Nige. It's kind of taken away my Christmas spirit a little bit. Oh, and I no. don't want that to be the case. So we're going to play a few Christmas songs here. Is that okay? Please. Now, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to pick me back up or not, even though I do laugh at it. There's this woke couple, and we've played this song before, but they turned the song Baby It's Cold Outside into a modern woke version because they thought the classic version was too much of a date rape anthem. I really can't stay Baby, I'm fine with that I've got to go away Baby, I'm cool with that I ought to say no, 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 you sir You reserve the right to say no At least I'm gonna say that I tried You reserve the right to say no I really can't stay well, you don't have to Ah, but it's cold outside Are we still upset with that song? Because like a couple years ago, uh, yeah. everybody was losing their mind. Like our sister station, the Christmas Channel. Oh, they stopped playing it. They stopped they? playing it. Are we okay with Baby It's Cold Outside I've always now? been okay with it. Uh, that version's pretty hilarious, though, too. <laughs> I mean, you laugh at that for different reasons. I know. Um, and lastly, because... Technically, we don't have the rights to Twas the Night Before Christmas. So here at the Hammer and Nigel show, we made a special liberal version, but we had to change the name of it. Oh. So this is Twas the Night Before the Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before the night before Christmas and all through the house. The Cuomo brothers were downstairs putting their hands up grandma's blouse. Ooh, yuck. The stockings are hung. Dr. Fauci is spreading fear. Elizabeth Warren is in the kitchen. I'm going to get me um, a beer. <laughs> the gifts are all wrapped with ribbons and bows. Johan Omar and her brother are under the mistletoe. <laughs> More family and friends have arrived. They're all gathered in the room. Nancy Pelosi just got here. She flew in on her broom. Oh, oh come oh. on. When out on the lawn, we heard such a clatter. False alarm. Wrong fat guy. It was just Jerry Nadler. <laughs> but Santa would arrive 
with his white beard by his mouth. He brought Kamala a one-way ticket to the border <laughs> so she could finally get her ass down south. <laughs> AOC got red lipstick. Bernie, a government check. Adam Schiff got 13 scarves to cover up that big pencil neck. <laughs> pencil neck, Adam Schiff. Santa brought new egos as the polling shows they've been bruised. He brought the Clintons new body bags because all of theirs have already been used. <laughs> Santa and a guest flew off, and you could hear the sleigh bells ring. They said, Merry Christmas to all, and to all... You know the, you know the thing. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Little something from the production team here at the Hammer and Nigel Show.